Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles Morning Editions, where we talk about more than ghosts. Steve, on Patreon, yes. we should just open up Patreon Live to uh, the pre-show. Yeah. We should be in all you know, we just did a great show before the show. You know, you say we, but you know that we is you, because <laughs> I have no clue how to do that. <laughs> so be careful what you speaketh. <laughs> I am Ron Kolick, and of course, that is the Professor Lou Blasi. Yes, we do. You, you, if you set it up, I'd be happy to do it. I have no problem doing anything. We did. We actually did. We had to actually stop because we had so much good stuff in it. But anyways, hey, I, I, we are so remiss. I, I really feel bad. Last week, I mean, was uh, National Women's Day. Yeah. Oh, we, did we mention that? We did mention that. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. There is none. There is none. There is none. There is none. Did you see the cartoon I put on my... You know, <laughs> see the cartoon I put on Facebook? A man's be, man's being arrested and the cop says to him, everything you say can be and will be used against you. He says, I know I'm married. I love that. <laughs> so on National uh, Women's Day, um, you know uh, the Taliban, right? Yes, the Taliban. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the ones that, that they killed a woman because she was walking unescorted, uh, and then uh, you know chopped another one's off uh, thumb off because uh, she uh, did something. I don't know. There's, there's a whole pile of different stuff. Yeah, I mean, they killed them for that one. But there was a, there's a whole bunch of other things that they do. Right. So the Taliban are like, you know, OK, you take it for it. But anyways, on National Women's Day, they treated happy National Women's Day. Honest to God. <laughs> yes, the Taliban did that. <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> it's, a, it's a world yeah, I mean, we have national holidays, but a lot of times they're world holidays too. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I don't follow it. By the way, speaking of women, uh, Brady Young retired again. And I figured out Brady must be a woman because he can't make up his mind. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, my God. See, so Never mind. <laughs> yeah, so that. Yeah. Anyways, um, I had a weird, a lot of weird dreams last night. Really strange dreams. And and you asked me, what did you eat? <laughs> Why does it have to be something I ate? <laughs> Is that where dreams come from? A, a freaking stomach? <laughs> I don't know. It is. Why? I thought dreams come to your mind, not your stomach. Oh, that's what you're saying. Oh, that's your story. You're sticking to it. Uh huh. I have in the past once or twice. Me. Really? Oh, I have to try that as an experiment. Yeah. Take drugs. I'll, I'll take some drugs to dream. Timothy Leary. Yeah. I got bombarded by dreams last night. Series of whole bunch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really. 
there's a whole bunch of them. I, I don't want to go into all of them because it was like too. But the the strangest one, of course, and maybe this is you know we talked about premonition on premonition. Yeah, precognition, precognition, Yeah, that thing. <laughs> you can't say it either. <laughs> uh, we talked. Yeah, pre precognition uh, on last week's show. And uh, so maybe there, it's a precognizant dream. Why do we keep saying that? <laughs> I'll just let it go. Yeah, the uh, so I no, nothing like that. There were a bunch of stuff like I did, and I didn't want to get into it. But one of the ones that was played a lot into the dream was these Chinese going across this narrow water to this other island to this island so i don't know could be a oh god i can't know i think it was chinese it remind me of chinese why Oh, that sounds like fun. Sounds like fun. Well, I didn't like the Why do people jump out of planes for no reason? No, it wasn't a bridge. No, no, no. Nothing. Yeah. I guess. But they did it. I don't know how. There was no bridge, but there was like you could see like this land and this land, and like they they came over to this island and like they were. I had to do all this fighting, of course, and everything. Freaking ninjas! <laughs> no, <laughs> by the way, it was free uh, movie weekend on Comcast, so I I watched the the Kingsman, uh, which I wanted to see and did not see. And uh, you ever see the, the new one? It was good. It was it was better than the second one, but probably not as good as the first. First one's awesome. That scene in the church is unbelievable. Yeah. Second one was there. That was they all get wiped out. Yeah, but they all get wiped. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as good as yeah. This one is good. This is this is pretty good. Um, it is. And I also watched. Oh, yeah, that's good. And I watched Dune. Yeah, which no, the new Dune. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I didn't go to theater for it. It's freaking boring. I saw that the first one's long and boring as it is, but at least it has an end. But this is like a sequel. There's only one, one part of the Dune saga. So. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think I've told the story. Uh, I saw it in theaters mm -hmm. long before they would play it on TV. But when it came to TV and they were playing it, I would make a point to watch it every time just to figure out what the hell happened. Yeah. And when I went into the theaters, they handed me a glossary sheet. I thought that was so cool. Oh, yeah. God, but you know you're in trouble when you go into it. And then I finally figured out because I read the trilogy. Mm -hmm. and that's what happened. I tried to do these three books in one movie, and it's not going to happen. Not gonna happen. Yeah, that's the problem. I thought this was really good at telling the story. Your criticism that it was kind of boring, yeah. Oh, it's not what kind of boring. It was boring. <laughs> oh, it was. And, and you know what? Their spaceship sucked. This is like big balls, and it was not good. Although the cool ones, they had ones that were like dragonflies. Yep. Oh, that was kind of cool. But these, whatever. Right, so King's, been good. King's was good. Was really enjoyed it. Now, Jan and I watched it together. So, yeah, she had no interest in doing it. I don't blame her. <laughs> and it's long. It's like two and a half hours or whatever. You know, it's whatever. It's long. So I did watch them for free. So that was good.
first of all, I don't know who Ryan Reynolds is. Second of all, <laughs> I wouldn't know with a movie if you describe it that way. <laughs> Oh, is that with the little kid? With himself, yeah. The little kid is him. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. So they're both the same. You think that's good? It looked good. All right, I'll check it out. Did you see Time Wars or whatever that one where they take people from the past and bring them into the future to fight? That's not one of the channels. Might be. What channel would that be on? Uh, Prime, probably Prime. But yeah, they they there's a war in in the future with aliens, but they send time travelers back into the past to recruit people to fight in the future. Yeah. Is it any good? Is it in what channel is it? Is it on Prime? Yeah, I think it's on Prime. So it's worth seeing. Is it a series or a movie? Oh, okay. I thought it was a series. All right, my bad. Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, he goes into the future. So it was worth seeing. Yeah. Except you're going to hate the end. Oh, I freaking. That's it. So I have to sit through this thing and enjoy it until the end when I go. No, it's, it's, it's kind of like the Dancing with Wolves, where it would have been a really good movie if they cut it at one point, but they just kept going. Any Kevin Costner should have been cut at one point. <laughs> He's another guy that loves to go on and on. Uh, yeah, good to them. All right. So time. We talked uh, last week. We we talked a little bit about precognition, and um, Steve and I did the whole show on Ghost Chronicles International on on it. So check it out. You can hear our thoughts on it. But we, what do we pick? What am I picking up? Are you picking up a hum? No. I got a heavy hum. It could be paranormal. Hey, that's true. Speak about time travel. I went to church on every Friday. Now they have a mass and then uh, the the host and the the big gold thing and whatever. So the the uh, good description <laughs> and like I can remember any names at all. Uh, so, anyways, we, we so it's, it's part of my Lenten thing for because uh, I'm Catholic. Uh, I go to the church on Friday. So last Friday I went. And it was really bizarre. It's like they had a bell that announced that the priest was coming, which I had never, ever heard in my life. When I got in there, they gave, you know, the mass started. They have a ding. Yeah. And uh, which I never heard. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Here we go. Ain't coming down the aisle. Number one is by the cake and by the mic. It's carrying on the outside. Looks like Dick and Dale's is moving it up. There. And he goes, oh, oh, God, it looks like oh, it's a photo finish. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyway, so they had that. I never heard it. And then when I went to communion, you know, they, they do the host thing, and then you say amen. The deacon didn't say anything. It's like, oh. and I got back to the pew, and I said, Jim, did you hear the deacon say anything? No, I didn't, but I said amen anyway. Yeah, okay. And then the priest, the priest always, always uh, does a blessing for the, the soldiers and the, the police and the, the firemen and does a Hail Mary. Didn't happen. It's like, Am I in a, am, is a normal church? No, it's, it's like, yes, 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 yes. The one I go to all the time. The one I went to a couple of days before. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, I mean, the next time we went, it was all there again. No bell. <laughs> it's it's like, you know, I went up to the deacon after and I says, how come? I says, I thought I was in another dimension. You know, I thought, you know, you know, times, you know, we have parallel dimension. I thought I had jumped into another one that, that was slightly different. You know, we had different things. Like, I don't know. Yeah, we have deacons. Priests and deacons, yeah. Deacon is like almost a priest. <laughs> yeah, they're married. They have children and stuff like that. Yeah, they can give out communion. They can do a bunch of stuff, but certain things they can't do. Oh my God, that's it's been around forever. Yeah, we've always had a couple of deacons at our church. Yeah, well, what it is is in uh, the Catholic Church, it, it's difficult uh, getting 
people become priests again. So uh, the two things they've done is is they've increased the number of deacons, which are, you know, uh, preach villains kind of. <laughs> and uh, oh, they have to go to seminary. They have to go to seminary school and all that stuff. I mean, it's not like, yeah, yeah. They can't say mass, I don't think. I, no, I don't think they can say mass. Uh, but anyways, they assist, they can, they can assist. Yes, they can do community. They can assist in mass. But uh, anyways, uh, and the other thing they do is is in a lot of churches, American churches, now you now have foreign priests. Uh, we had one for Ireland for the longest time. And uh, we also have one in this church that's uh, from Kenya. No, because we don't have enough people to be priests, and and we still have the parishes that that need surviving. So, well, not recruiting; they're just—I mean, they're they're recruiting priests everywhere. But they, you know, the church assigns them wherever they're going to go. I mean, that's that's what it is. So they say you're going here. Uh, anyway, so I don't. How do we get? Yeah. So back to time, I guess. <laughs> Why do we got? Okay, why don't you go, well, uh, all right, so let me, let me get this first. This is, what is time? Time is familiar to everyone, yet it's hard to define and understand. Science, philosophy, religion, and the arts have different definitions of time, but the system of measuring time is relatively consistent because it's man-made. Clocks are based on seconds, minutes, hours. While the basis of these units uh, changed throughout history, remember that, they trace their roots back to the ancient Sumerians. The modern uh, international unit of time, the second, is defined by electronic transition of the cesium atom. Physicists define time as the progression of an event from the past to the present. And into the present. And then, oh, and the past to the present and into the future. Let's cover it all, right? Uh, basically, as the system uh, is unchanging, it is timeless. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Time can be con considered to be a fourth dimension of reality. Used to describe events in three-dimensional space. Uh, it is not something that we can see, touch, taste, but we can measure its passage. Right. Except all that. Except all that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go ahead? This is so weird. Phys physics. Physics equations work equally well whether time is moving forward into the future or backward into the past. So the laws of physics are in fact physics equations. However, time is a natural time in the natural world is one directional called the time arrow. Arrow of time, of course, because I reverse everything. Uh, the question of why time is irreversible is one of the biggest unsolved questions in science. One explanation is the natural world follows the laws of thermodynamics. The second law of thermodynamics states that within a closed system, the entropy of the system remains constant or increases, remains constant or increases. If the universe is considered to be a closed system, its entropy, entropy, degree of disorder, can never decrease. In other words, the universe cannot return exactly to the same state in which it was at an earlier point. Time cannot move backwards, according to this. Okay. Uh, in classic mechanism, time is the same everywhere. Synchronized clocks remain in agreement. Yet we know from Einstein's special and general relativity that time is relative. It depends on the frame of reference of the observer. 
this can be, you want to take this one? This can result in time dilation where the time between events becomes longer dilated the closer one travels to the speed of light. Okay. <laughs> but then again, <laughs> moving clocks run slowly uh, than stationary clocks, clocks <laughs> with uh, the effects uh, becoming more pronounced as moving clocks approach the speed of light. So in other words, a clock that is moving versus a clock that is stationary. Okay. Clocks and jets are in orbit, record time slowly than those in Earth, which is why uh, astronauts age differently than yeah. you, know, so let me ask this. you do that. We have a clock here, our uh, AAA powered clocks here in the studio. Lovely. Totally accurate. Yep. Anyway. But say I take that one in your studio mm -hmm. and I put it on a rocket ship that's going to the speed of light. Yes. And it shows, it's moving slower. Yeah. So it shows, uh, by the way, those clocks are off because I reset them for the time change. Sure, sure. But it shows. Because um, we were doing the show one time and you went ahead dilation. Maybe it's speeding on a rocket ship someplace. <laughs> it's, on a, it's on a rocket ship traveling at the speed of light, and it totally shows that it's 1130. Is that clock in the past? It is, an, in, it is in the past relative to the clock that's stationary. Relativity, once again. Bye. Steve, Steve, it's five hours in my past. No, my future. Yes. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Yeah, I did. I know. Yeah, that's perfect. I agree. I agree. But these two clocks exist at the same time, mm -hmm. but they're showing different times. They exist in different times because one is traveling closer to the speed of light. But time is man-made, so it's it's a. Is it really in a different time, or is it just showing a different time? I don't know. Is it, is it existing in the past and in the present at the same time? I have a degree in environmental science, not quantum physics. <laughs> so, have you seen the movie The Star Wars? Probably. I've seen every, every crappy science movie there's out there. It's not crappy. But it's not great. Which one is this? Is this the guys, the one that wake up early? No. It's Matthew McConaughey. And he goes and um, Go ahead. leaves the earth to go fix something. And he ends up in this hole because he's traveling close to the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is that the one he's in the farm? Okay, yeah, I've seen it. Okay. Don't remember it, so it couldn't impress me that much. I have no idea either. I'm not psychic. Wait a minute, I am. I'm medium. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. You are still existing on a time frame. And I know man may think, but still, you're existing on a time frame. You will come back in the future. Is that time frame? Are you really coming back in the future? No, because suppose your time was spent at a different rate than first time. Exactly. So the, the two times are, are differently the same. The person ages and the person doesn't doesn't age as fast relatively to each other. By you ending up in the future. Yeah. How? Your time traveled the same. You just aged less. And that's not the same. It didn't travel the same as it was on Earth. Because we measure it as a as a uh, we're comparing it to the clock relative to the clock on Earth. Okay, fine. But forget the clock. We're talking about the clock. Yeah. Yes. You experience time different than the people on Earth. Matthew McConaughey experienced time different than the people on Experience time is a good word for it. I like that. Experience time differently. But the time was the same. 
if you measure it relative to Earth, they were gone for the same period of time. And you experienced that same period of time wherever you were. I mean, I'm guessing, I mean, don't, I mean, this is not, this is just my beliefs are it. And maybe, oh, oh, we're basing this on a science fiction story as fact, right? Okay. All right. I got that. <laughs> yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. And he's still the same age. Yeah. So time had, time had worked the same for him as it did for his daughter. Or did he just age differently? Because time-wise, relatively to Earth, he was gone the same period of time that that woman lived on Earth. He might have aged less. That's that's you know what? How would you even measure that? You couldn't really. I mean, you put the clock in the ship, but that's really measuring the the time relative. Yeah, see, I don't. Why do we bring this subject? I'm I'm totally confused now at all. God, we are rudimentary. Oh, wait a minute. By the way, I was working on a scientific principle that we believe is established as a possible thing to do with all time travel. Check this out. And this is, uh, what did I skip over? Make sure I didn't skip over anything. Time travel. No, we'll skip over that one. Uh, time perception. The human brain is equipped to track time, which I agree. I know the time. I can tell the time and pretty close to it. I mean, not to the second. Uh, there's just, I used to, what? Well, yeah. Nope. Nope. Brain, human brain is equipped to track time. The holy crap, suprachiasmatic nuclei. Yeah, pretty much. Nuclei of the brain is the best region, is the brain's, what? brain is the region responsible for daily or circadian rhythms. Sure. The uh, neurotransmitters, I'm glad I'm reading this, and the neurotransmitters and drugs affect time perception. Chemicals, chemicals that excite neutrons so they fire more quickly and normally uh, than normal speed up in time while decreased neuron firing slows down the perception of time. Basically, time seems to speed up when the brain distinguishes more events within an interval. In the uh, respects, uh, time truly does fly when you're having fun. So this is actually kind of, so maybe it's more than just perception. Maybe it's actually the chemical aging of the body as well. You can't just say that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you can't. Why not? We taught. We were, they're saying it. It's a chemical and neurological thing. So if it works for the brain, why couldn't it work for the rest of the body? Therefore, if you are speeding, we we know that. You know the old thing. You're as young as you feel. Why do some people the same age look younger than people who are, are act younger than other people, or are even you know? Everybody dies, but a baby dies. Yeah. So, that doesn't prove anything. I mean, you can feel young, but your body's going to age. Does it really? At different rates for different people. Different rates for different people. Why is that? Maybe it's because of the body's perception of time. That they feel young, therefore their body... Oh, you had to bring that. You had to bring that woman up again. <laughs> yes. Yes. You get to a point in the game where the game slows down. If you saw the game in real speed, like you're observing it, you think the game is unbelievably fast. But when you're on the ice, if you understand what's going on, the game slows down for you and you can see it a bunch more than you could see if you were just, you know what I mean? The game slows down. 
you just get to this perception of time that's a little different. Time seems to slow down during emergencies of danger, which yeah. we always see in the movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah you're falling. You're falling down the stairs. It takes 30 seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, scientists at Baylor College Medicine in Houston say the brain doesn't actually speed up. Uh, but the uh, Amy Daglala, Daglala becomes more active. The Amy, <laughs> yeah, Amy, yeah, the, the Lagala <laughs> is the region of the brain that makes, how the hell did I get an A in freaking science? <laughs> Can't even say these words. Honestly, honest, I graduated with a 4.0 in I curriculum, all the sciences, physics, biology, geology, climatology, oceanography, you know the words that are in those? <laughs> I hope not. I can't even remember back then. <laughs> uh, the same phenomenon explains why older people seem to perceive time faster uh, than younger people. Psychologists believe the brain forms more memories of new experiences than familiar ones, since since fewer new memories are built later in life, time seems to pass quickly. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe time is just a perception. Maybe we do. Maybe why we have these uh, past life experiences because we time travel. Oh, that's a different subject. That's a different subject right there. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it is. Yeah, I, yeah I, I believe in it. Collective consciousness. And is, you know, we, we talk about heaven. And to me, I believe that's what uh, collective consciousness is heaven it's that's when we die we become greater let's not go to the you know, you always go with some other stuff i didn't want to i don't want to go into religion but i just threw that as an afterthought as a caveat or a, or a cafe diem ah here we go same no So basically, what they're talking about. So basically, Heaven's Gate was right then. We should all castigrate ourselves and all wear the same cut our hair and be all the thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, yes. That's right. If your eyes see sin, rip your eye. If your hand thinks, cut your hands off. No. How do you figure that? Purgatory is a temporal region. Not necessarily. It's temporal. So, in other words, you, you have this time to do. It's basically a prison sentence. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about bondage on another show. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, you had this interesting article about the Vatican time machine. Yeah. <laughs> you, you told me it was interesting. Uh huh. From the 1960s until the 1990s, Father Pellegrino Ernetti claimed that he helped create a time machine called the Chronovisor, which he used to observe the crucifixion of Christ. Ooh. From the unsolved disappearance of Emmanuel Orlandi in 1983 to a covert collection of documents known as the Apost Apostolic Archive. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, the Vatican's history is full of secrets, and all of the Vatican's purported secrets nothing be more bizarre than the legend of the Chronomaster. It is true, you know, that the Vatican, by the way, is, is far more knowledgeable than most people know. They, they have one of the largest paranormal archives in the world and also they have uh a observatory where they study the skies and everything they just discovered a new planet and there's a whole bunch of stuff that the 
you don't even know exists in the bank. Yeah, another and then, and another Brady. Yeah, just like our government, you don't control it. Well, the news or anything else, except this show, of course. We don't control anything. <laughs> C came out of the closet. Now, yes. Seeing through time and time traveling are two different concepts. I would think. Basically, you're talking time slip in a way. Time slip. You could be talking about yes. Mm. yes. According to Brune, the chronovisor was developed by Father Pellegrino Ernetti, a Benedict monk. Ernetti allegedly kept the device secret until the early 60s when he confided in Brune and told him that 12 scientists, including famed physicist Enrico Fermi and former Nazi scientist Werner von Braun, helped him build it. But Nazis were involved. Aren't they always? Which, by the way, not a knock because most of our advanced technology after <laughs> World War II was from Nazis. Absolutely. Uh, made of cathode rays, antenna, and metals that receive sound and light signals on all wavelengths, the chronovisor purportedly allowed a team of scientists to document events in the past, including the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. The machine, therefore, could validate the teachings of the Bible simply by providing a first-hand look at the past. Again, look. It's interesting. Mm. The de facto research... That would be kind of cool in a way, wouldn't it? It would be fine. I would prefer that to travel, actually. I would too. <laughs> because, listen, if you watch Family Guy at all, you understand you don't want people messing the past. You know, the butterfly effect and all that. But observing the past, that would be fun. Hmm. The de facto, what was the camera system then? <laughs> I have no idea. The de facto resource in the chronovisor is broom. Uh, Maybe it was the camera obscura. What? Camera obscura. What's that? Oh, you don't know what a camera obscura is? Probably the coolest thing in the world. But all right, carry on. <laughs> Okay. In it, Brune explains how he met Father Ernetti on a boat ride across Venice's Grand Canal in the early 1960s. Like Brune, Ernetti was well versed in the history of ancient languages, which made for a natural conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but soon, Ernetti directed their chat towards science. Brune had been expounding on the many ways in which the Christian Bible could be interpreted when Ernetti suggested he had access to the truth via a time travel device. Ernetti claimed that he and a group of renowned scientists came together in a mutual quest to uncover the past. One science scientist was Fermi, who won the Nobel Prize in Physics in 1938, and the other was the ex-Nazi von Braun, whose work at NASA got America to the moon. That's right, I forgot about von Braun. Oh, how could you forget about him? According to Ernetti, the device had several antennae, three of which were made of quote-unquote mysterious metals that picked up sound and light waves across the entire respective spectrums. A direction finder on the device was allegedly tuned to the specific era one wanted to view, while a screen displayed it and a recording device captured the footage. So there's footage of the crucifixion of Christ, apparently. Really? The chronovisor, well, I mean, that's what I'm implying here from these two paragraphs. That's kind of cool. The chronovisor was thus more of a window into the past than a time machine. And then he said it worked like a television catching echoes from days long gone that had been floating, quote unquote, floating in space. And he claims to have seen some astonishing things. Uh, Ernetti recounted he witnessed Marcus uh, Tullius Caesario's speech to the Roman Senate in 63 BC. His gestures, his intonation, Ernetti effused, how powerful they were, what flights of oratory Ernetti made, additionally increasing bolder claims, such as having observed the crucifixion of Christ. From the founding of the Roman Empire to the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, alleged, Ernetti alleged that he and his team had taken a peek into some of the most important events in the Bible. Include my bedroom. <laughs> On May 2nd, 1972, an Italian publication called La Demencia di Corone published his claim titled A Machine That Photographs the Past Has Finally Been Invented. The article covered Ernetti's shocking statements for all of Italy to read. Alongside the admittedly dubious claims, the magazine published an alleged photograph from the chronovisor that Ernetti claimed captured the Romans crucifying Christ. Oh, he gave him a photo. 
72 article also purported that Anetti had witnessed the Last Supper and kept a photograph of the biblical event to himself as a souvenir. <laughs> Anetti maintained until his death in 1994 that the machine had been hidden away in the Vatican in order to safeguard it from falling into the wrong hands. Interestingly, the Vatican decree in 1988 that anyone using an instrument of such characteristics would be excommunicated. So it, the Vatican decreed in 1998 that anyone using an instrument of such characteristics would be excommunicated. That's weird. So they put out a press release about time machines. That's kind of strange, isn't it? You're out of the trip. If they don't exist, why do you worry about it? Shortly mm. before he died, and then he wrote an open letter admittedly reiterating that the device, uh, adamantly reiterating that the device was real. He claimed that Pope Pius VII, no, the 12th, forbade us to disclose any details about this device. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, forbade us to disclose any details about this device because the machine was very dangerous and can restrain the freedom of man. Uh, as tantalizing as the coronavirus may sound, many of Renetti's claims about it have been since defunct. Skeptics have maintained that, uh, that his purported photograph of Jesus is merely a cheap reproduction of a statue housed in an Umbrian church. Another magazine argued that the photo is merely a reverse image of Jesus from a postcard. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> in 1996, uh, Paracelsus magazine issued a further critiques of Renetti's claim. The piece questioned why Arnetti hadn't published a detailed instruction on how to build the device in order to legitimize his claims. Furthermore, the article revealed how the coronavirus design bore a stark resemblance to a similar device in a 1947 sci-fi novella. Uh, let's see. In, in that sense, uh, let's see. Uh, some say the father, Arnetti, uh, confessed to having fabricated the whole story before his death in 1994, but this remains hotly contested. With Von Braun, Fermi, Ernetti, and Brun now dead, only the intriguing mystery remains. In that sense, the coronavirus has stood the test of time as a Vatican mystery for, for the ages. Ooh. I like that. That was good. Yeah. And I was not aware of it, too. Wouldn't you? I, it'd be cool to look at back and pass, right? It would be great. Yeah. Like I said, I think it'd be better. Oh, yeah. Why well, could Okay, so. You could see Clinton in the Oval Office. <laughs> so, if, if you can see the past, why not? It doesn't say that, though, does it? It doesn't say maybe that. It only, maybe only can travel backwards. That's one of the theories, you know, but I don't know. So. No, in fact, the, well, the physics part that we talked about at the beginning says you can't go backwards. Oh, that's true. You're right. I stand corrected. I stand humiliated. Um, it's pretty much time slip because you're seeing the past and not actually experience the past. And I have, I have more faith in the mind's ability to sense this type of thing than any machine. Could. Yeah. However, yeah. however, a sealed mausoleum surrounded by mystery and unexplained theories. In the middle of Brompton Cemetery in London stands a fascinating mausoleum in Egyptian style the largest and most elaborate construction in Brompton. It, it would be remarkable for its imposing stature alone, but there's more to the story. It is believed to be a fully functioning time machine. Makes sense to me. Hannah, ooh, see, Women's Day. Hammer Courtoy. C-O-U-R-T-O-Y. How do you say that? Like court and then oi. Courtoy. Born Peters was a mysterious woman. She never married, but she inherited a fortune from her el an elderly merchant by the name of John Courtoy. She worked for him as a housekeeper and later took his name. There are rumors that she was his mistress. Oh. But also the mistress of King's politician, and other rich politicians, evidently. Like many Victorian era, uh, Hannah was intrigued by Egyptian iconography, yeah. particularly hieroglyphics. Therefore, it's not surprising that she had, yeah, that too. Uh, she had uh, two of her three daughters, Elizabeth Mary Anne, 
dressed in the tomb with Egyptian characteristics. The mausoleum, mausoleum was designed by two of Hannah's good friends, Joseph Bomnati and Samuel Alfred Warner. Samuel Alfred Warner was an inventor. Some people think he was a genius who invented the torpedo, while others believe he was just a fraud who tried to convince the British Army to finance his development of advanced weaponry, but never actually hadn't existed. On the other hand, Joseph uh, Benami was a noted Egyptologist, Egyptologist, God bless us, artist, sculpture, in uh, mausoleum museum curator. He was uh, first uh, to decipher some of the hieroglyphics texts found in the Valley of the Kings. The story goes that Bonami discovered the secret of time travel through hieroglyphics on one of his expeditions. The Egyptians. Supposedly, yeah, supposedly the two men convinced Hannah to finance their secret project to design and build a mausoleum that was actually a time machine. You found it. Uh, by placing this device in the cemetery, they ensured that no one would interfere with their journey through time since cemeteries rarely change. Do you want to take over? So I see you're on the same page as I am. Yeah, details supporting the theory is what, where I am because my voice is dying on me and my Pronunciation is actually. Some say he died because what he discovered while working on the time machine. Others said others say that Banami was killed Warner to stop him from telling anyone about their project. Another version of the story is that Warner didn't die at all and simply traveled in time and disappeared. Who never so, came back? Do you remember the time zone? Oh, that was a good one, huh? Yeah. Both Warner and Bonami are buried in Brompton ceremony, uh, Cemetery. Warner is in an unmarked grave, and Bonami is in the immediate vicinity of the mausoleum. There's a depiction of Hannah's tomb on his modest headstone and an illustration of Anubis, the Egyptian god of death, looking in the direction of the mausoleum. Ooh. But this is just one de detail that supports the story of the mausoleum being a time machine. There's also a there's also strange wheel motifs on the bottom of the mausoleum door and a large circular hole in the top with eight smaller holes surrounding it. Some say that it looks like a clock or a dial was supposed to be in that place. Furthermore, for almost every structure in Brompton ceremony, there exists an architect's plan, but not for this mausoleum. Mm. To make everything even more mysterious, the key of the mausoleum went missing, so no one is able to see what was inside the mausoleum for more than 150 years. Ooh. Evidently not. Uh, another version of the story is that the mausoleum is not a time machine, but a portal or teleport a teleportation. Device. I would love teleportation. I hate driving. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, imagine chaos. No, think about it. Nobody on the road. It'd be great. <laughs> you could be the only one driving and be happy. I'm here. <laughs> No, I do not. Magnificent Seven. Magnificent Seven. I thought those were the guys that saved the town. So is the Bronx <laughs> From the banditos. Is the Bronx Cemetery Mausoleum a time machine or a teleportation device? Contact us and let us know your theory. Pretty cool. You know what? We learned a lot of this on the show today, didn't we? I had a time machine. Uh, you, you saw the H.G. Wells, the movie, right? Time machine, time travel, whatever it is, with the grogs and the whatever they are. What were they, morgues and the, yeah, the, the, yeah something like that. I don't know. Like, I'm going to remember names. But there's a guy in Massachusetts actually has a replica of that entire device. You probably got it from that guy. Yeah, the, yeah there's a guy in Massachusetts that... The, I don't know if it's a set piece, but it's the exact replica of it if it isn't anything. But anyway, 
of Magnificent Seven is an informal term applied to seven large private cemeteries in London. They were established in the mid-19th century to alleviate overcrowding in the existing parish burial grounds. For hundreds of years, almost all of London's dead were buried in small parish churchyards, which became dangerously overcrowded. Architects such as Sir Christopher Wren and Sir John Von Brock. What are you going to do for your survey? A what? A sir. I'm a sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, I'm a, sir yeah. Uh, no, you have to be knighted. I'm sorry. I get that. I was thinking lord. Yeah, I'm a lord. In case you didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, sir, sir, you get knighted. Yeah, whatever. I never heard, but that's before. That's. I don't know. They get replies, is what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Tom Hospitalary says astral projection would be a better way to travel. No, not really, Tom, because sometimes you have work to do. So if you go to work, then you can't astral project and do a lot of things. You yeah. just you just see and you're not really doing. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Um, astral projection is the same as viewing the past as opposed to time travel. Exactly. That would be much less messy. Yeah, but you couldn't get anything done. Yeah, right. Right, I exactly. If you say so. Oh, I know. That would kind of suck, wouldn't it? Oh, How can you be late? It takes a to get there. All right. So, see, there you go. So, do you want to have, uh, I've got a thing now, it's called 15 Real Life Stories of Time Travel. And this is on, let me just cite, so in case if you want to fill it in, because otherwise I'll have to do all the talking. Uh, it's called The Righteous, or Riches. <laughs> the Riches.com. You got it, my friend. I'm going to start going into them. And if you want to start, I'll give you the wing commander. You didn't find it? I'll start it up then. A wing commander. A wing commander enters a parallel dimension during a flight. On a day, one day in 1935, Victor Godard, uh, commander of the British Royal Air Force, was flying to Edinburgh during a flight. He passed over a uh, decrepit airfield in Durham, Scotland. All that uh, Godard saw from above was a lonely farmhouse and some cattle. A few days later, on his way back to England, he took the same route. However, the plane was caught in a storm uh, with whirling and swinging going on. The pilot was so disoriented, he lost control of his machine for some minutes. Fortunately, the storm ended unexpectedly as it started, and he regained control and was hoping to be able to get the plane back on track following the familiar landmarks on the ground. He looked down to see Durham Airfield as uh, he Durham Airfield, as he sensed he was approaching it, but when he saw uh, what was left, he was totally uh, flabbergasted. You read this. The, Friends back then were very skeptical, skeptical about his incredible story. But four years later, convinced as he was about what he saw, Victor Goddard retold the story in detail in a book that was published under the title "Flight to Its Reality." Hmm. By the way, if you look at number thirteen, it's your it's your monk. It's my monk. Yeah, get a picture of him too. Oh, yeah. He looks Jewish. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was. I. Oh, don't laugh. And when uh, 
in order to become a Christian in the beginning of the church, you had to become Jewish first. Yeah, you had to uh, yeah convert to Judaism, Judaism, uh, before you could become uh, Catholic. Okay, you want to take that? What are you saying? Alcohol was involved. That's what this is, by the way. I, I'm real. I'm realizing the same with the airplane thing. Yes. Time slip. Go ahead. Did he go forward in that time? That I don't know. Do you ever hear stories about time slips forward, but time slips always backwards? Backwards, as far as I know. You know, um, and and um, Winspa, uh, the uh, Steve Parsons. Uh, uh, founder of Parascience, uh, actually Doctor Science, and uh, Whisper is doing her thesis on time slips right now. And uh, if you have any stories, you can go on her, her Facebook page and add your thing to it. I think we've all experienced some type of time slip. I think in one way or the other. But anyways, carry on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but you could also do it the other way around where you bend folds. Yeah, ribbon the same thing, folding time. Okay, yeah, okay. And uh, you deal with this a lot where there are different types of paranormal activity, one of which is just kind of a replay of an event where uh, activity is left at a certain site. Gettysburg uh, Yeah. would be a great example of that. Or positively, like maybe in the, in the old Boston Garden. I know we're running down, but can you do this next one really quick? I know we're almost out of time. Number 11? Number 11, how can you miss this? <laughs> All right, we are speaking about time. We are out of it. Unbelievable. Unless we can go back in time, we have to wrap up the show. Yeah. So, anyways, we want to thank everyone for listening and uh, tuning in next week when we'll be joined, hopefully, by psychologist Dr. Kim, who sure will have a lot to say. Stay safe. Good night. God bless.
turned out really good. But... That turned out really well. I thought it was very good. Quite enjoyed it. New stuff, I didn't know. Plus, I got something for one of my books, too. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us, good Lord.